at all events bent. Jackson, holsters, girls on shoulders, playboy. I told ya, me and Mike to me, bruise too much. I lose too much. Step on stage, the girls boo too much. I guess it's cause you run with lame dudes too much. Me lose my touch, never that. If I did, ain't no problem to get the gap where the true player's at. Throw your rollies in the sky, waving side to side and keep your hands high while I give your girl an eye. Play it please, lyrically, nigga C, B-I-G-B flossing, jig on the cover of Fortune, 5 double O. It's my phone number, your man ain't got the know, I got the dough, got the flow down, pizzack, platinum plus, like Dizak, dangerous, on Trizak, leave your ass pizzack. This is CliffCentral.com.
At least you can hit me with ayo yo yo. Oh, sorry. I must do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, wait. You know what the song says. <laughs> you and I both you looked know? at each other waiting for that ayo yo. <laughs> you know what the song says. Tell me, tell me, tell me. You know there was a time when songwriting was so easy. It says Nomsa's dead. Open the gates. We're coming in. Repetition. <laughs> Well, I mean, that was when life was easier. It was just we just needed sangen, to open the sangen, we come sangen, sangen, we come in, sangen. we come in. Nomsa's dead. Open the door. La, sega la. Let's get the show on the road, man. Oh my word! Oh my word! How are you, Rory? Strong. How are you? Sanbonan Nonke. Welcome to the show. It is Frankly Speaking. I'm great, man. I'm great. I love it when we start, our producer starts us off on the right note, you know? Yeah, I know. This is good. You know, Opening the, gates. The classics. Do yeah. I uh, know. I think if we've got Mdu, if we start with Mdu, then we're, we're, we're properly fired up. Then we're, then we're A for away. Yes. Huh? Day after Human Rights Day. Good morning. Uh, what are we on about today? I mean, you tell me, because I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm waiting. This is a. There's been an interesting thing happening in South Africa of late, and uh, and and it's brought up this question around black excellence, right? Mm. Um, we have a lot of, um, we we have a lot of uh, public figures that have been disgraced um, for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Molefe comes to mind. I mean, the Dlamini saga with Sasa has been a big thing. I mean, the, even the Constitutional Court has spoken of this incompetence. And we've seen a number of different disturbing incidents of late that, that raise questions around the question of black excellence. What mm. is black excellence? Mm. Um, is it any different to just generic excellence mm-hmm. and um you know are the likes of the anc bad for black excellence at the moment uh, mm. the things that they're doing the things that they're saying the lack of accountability is all of that um working against the principle of black excellence so i think it's a worthwhile conversation to have because you know we speak even when serena uh, won recently uh, serena williams mm-hmm. so this is a universal issue the, the the big thing was black excellence um when 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 we had uh, who was the the sprinter the, the was it fannikerk uh, Wade van Nieker. Wade van Nieker. Mm-hmm. Then the thing came up of colored excellence. So, mm-hmm. uh, can we speak of an excellence that goes be- that 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 is specific to a specific race group? Um, and what does it mean? And why do we want to have a specific definition? We've have recently the the Black Excellence Awards. Uh, Judge Moseneke received received uh, the award for this year. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So, so if, if you get an award for Black Excellence, what does it mean? And can Andrew get a Black Excellence Award? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. 
that's the conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness, the controversy. Oh my word. No, but you know, Rory, this brings up a good point. We've been speaking about it at our offices quite a bit around black excellence and just normal excellence. You spoke about it a bit earlier, but this idea, um, a number of, of black colleagues of mine go, why does it need to be black excellence? Why can't it just be excellence? And on the other side of the coin, um, some other colleagues are saying, well, because we haven't had a space, we don't have the role models. We don't have the content, the history. Um, we need to build that up. And so we need to have a space which is just black excellence. And that's true. You know, we, uh, any society, part of that society or an important pillar of any society are the heroes mm. uh, that, that, that you have within that society. Now, we are still crafting um, the story and the narrative of heroes beyond apartheid for mm-hmm. South Africa. Mm-hmm. And so it is important, I feel, that for um, a black community, um, we begin to raise up heroes that go beyond freedom fighters, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, <clears throat> because that's where we're failing. We're failing in the Akiah. Uh, we managed, we fought for freedom and so on, but now we have a country to run. We've got, we've got, uh, specific spaces in industry, in, in, in entertainment, etc., in which black people need to occupy, and that requires a certain focus on excellence, and we need to lift up certain heroes in those environments. Mm. How do we go about doing that if we don't then create a specific, um, definition of what it means to be excellent and to be black? Yeah. Let me ask you something just from a personal perspective as a um, a human who is excellent who happens to be a man who happens to also be black um Sheesh, what, any other box you want to put me in <laughs> um when when people you know you you've achieved quite a bit in your life in different spectrums when people say oh this is black excellence how does it make you feel you know do you feel like yes that's that's exciting thank you for acknowledging or do you feel Sheesh, man, I, I just want to be excellent. I don't want, I, you know, it's not about my color. Is there, is that kind of no, torment I going on in your head no. or not really? No, I don't. I think it's, I think it is important. And those of us that are privileged enough to, um, occupy spaces in which we can be regarded as excellent and, and so on. I think we have a responsibility to not, to not be blase about what it means for, for, for everyone else that is looking, mm. um, at our achievements and so on, you know, I think we can very much like I don't want to be just I just want to be excellent and, mm. and so on. Yes, you're excellent, um, but you are black, and we need to begin to raise up a, 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 a sort of a post-apartheid hero in South Africa, right? Mm. And and uh, we have to begin to be deliberate about it. It's not going to happen by accident. Um, you are in the media space, and you 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 go on about storytelling and mm. narratives and mm. so on, and uh, and. And I think you do it from what I've heard. It's, it's a, it's about being very deliberate about beginning to tell our own stories because if we don't do that, the system is set up in such a way that our stories don't get told at all. Mm. Um, and so how do we, how do we preface that? How do we, how do we underline those stories? What, what are we talking about? And I think it, it speaks about that black excellence. Do you feel an added responsibility? As a young leader doing amazing I think, things, I think I think I have an added responsibility, even if I don't want it. Mm. Right? It's it's not a and it is an interesting co- conversation that I've had with some of my friends about the things that we say 
in spaces. Let's say we're in a group of people and it's white and black. And mm. I say disparaging things about black people in jest, right? And I'm like, you know, just give me an example. Sorry. No, so, ah, you know, we're black. Uh, you know, we, we, we don't know these things, you know, mm. uh, in a group where there's white people and so on and, and they don't necessarily all know me and so on. And I, I say humor. things, yeah, they don't know my human. <laughs> um, and then I say these things, um, but then it, it undermines what I need to recognize is they might respect me as an individual, but it certainly undermines all the other black people that are not in that space, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have a responsibility um, to carry the, to fly the flag, whether I like it or not, because I am the one privileged enough to be in a space where I can create um, that the, the alternative narrative. I can reinforce existing narratives or I can create um uh, a new narrative mm-hmm. you know so so we do have that responsibility even if we might not we might not like it it's an interesting conversation and i think there's so much around it um we we we're going to be speaking to a whole bunch of interesting different people um on the phone uh, and and if you want to Bring into the conversation your thoughts about black excellence. Please tweet us at Rory Shabalala or at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. Um, we'd love to hear more about it. Raw, there's this, you spoke about it a little bit around the, the ANC, um, killing that black excellence. I think the question is... a personal is, vibe about this. What's the story? Uh, well, I think the question is, is the ANC bad for black excellence at the moment? There was a time in which this was the party um, where a lot of our heroes came from, where a lot of our heroes uh, um, were lifted from, right? It was a party of Nelson Mandela, of Walter Sisulu, mm-hmm. um, and so on. And then outside of that party, we had the likes of Sobu Kwe and, and so on, right? This was this was a space that, that seemed to be very good for fomenting... Uh, black excellence right and then we get to a point where it seems that uh, of late they can't produce or they're not producing um, black excellence and to the extent that we do find them producing black excellence it seems that they also in one way or another seem to undermine it so we see with Brian Molefe for example um, what's ha- what's happening with Brian Molefe Shining star, he's rising. He's he's in the corporate space, and we're like, yes, somebody to root for. And then sooner or later, we we hear that okay, he's been implicated within the, the Gupta thing, mm. and 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 he's now an ANC MP. And we're like, you know, is 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 the ANC helping us? On this, on this journey right now, mm-hmm. or, you know, Minister Lamini for me was just an absolute, it's, it's just a disgrace on a number of fronts, mm-hmm. right? It's a, you know, I, here's a person who's supposed to account. You watch her in parliament and how she addresses the, the issues. You watch how she's managed this entire thing with Sasa. Then you say, my goodness, you know, is this the best? You watch the ANC Youth League. Yeah, is this the best we have? Is this the best we have? You watch the ANC Youth League. You watch their leader, uh, Maine, Maine, and, and you're like, my goodness, of all the young people, all the young people all that the young you have out there, within yeah. the ranks of the ANC, this is the best that you've got. You know, you, you go across the government departments, uh, um, Zwane, the minister mm, of mining, Mosebenzi Zwane, across the board, it just seems like, my goodness, where, where is the excellence is in government? And then, and then you, you come to Gauteng, ANC, and you see pockets of it, right? Mm. Park Stau at some stage was regarded as somebody who, mm. uh, has, Paul you know, Paul Machatile is also, so there, there are, we're not saying that wholesale, uh, the ANC does not have excellence. We're saying it seems, it doesn't seem to rise quite as quickly and into the positions of power that, mm. um, other, 
you know the the more the more notorious uh, or the more notorious elements of 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 the ANC rise. We're going to speak to our first guest, Vinayak Bardwaj. Vinayak, good morning to you. Uh, funding from Johannesburg. Uh, your thoughts on the ANC? You've obviously had a lot of encounters with them when you were doing uh, your reports on Amabunganwe and and the Inkandla report. Your thoughts on black excellence within the ANC? Where is it? Is it there? Is it just getting shrouded by the the top six? What's your feeling? Hi, good morning, Andrew and Rory Sang. Um, I mean, as, as Rory Sang said, I'm sure there are individuals who are doing very good work and, and could probably be called excellent. For me, the problem, I would say, is slightly larger. I think the problem is there is no vision of excellence being offered by anyone in the ANC at the moment or by the opposition for that matter. Um, what we have in the ANC, and again, I'm also just a sort of sideline observer, and I'm sure your listeners and others on the show will have better insights. But from, from the outset, what you're seeing now is a breakdown at the very cellular levels of the ANC. The branches no longer function in the way they're supposed to. And I'm not a member of the ANC. I can't be because I'm not, I'm not South African. But if you attend any of the branches, even as an observer, what you see is that previously, and I've only attended branch meetings in, in Johannesburg, there used to be tremendous accountability um, and there was a tremendous sense of consultative leadership and so on. Now, even though that sort of consultation does occur, people are meeting and they are discussing things what I, what I seem to observe is that those discussions are held almost as a sideshow. They're not, they're accepted as if these are not where real decisions are made. And, and so if you've broken down that branch structure of the ANC, then what do you have really? Um, you've got a policy conference, you've got delegates going at the end of the year to elect the next president of the ANC, uh, or the next top six of the ANC, etc. And the fundamental structures that are supposed to send delegates to that conference are broken. Um, uh, and, and if you look at the, the way in which uh, you start a branch of the ANC, it's, I think it's supposed to be 3,000 members uh, get together and then they, they can establish a branch. The, the number might be wrong. Um, and, and you're just not seeing a commensurate response in, in the other provinces. Uh, KZN has ramped up creation of branches and uh, coordination and so on. But you haven't seen other people in the ANC making a real fight of it to say, well, you know, our ideals are being lost and so on. What we have are Twitter activists. We have people who are very keen to jump on the nearest press conference to tell us how rotten the ANC is. But they aren't really re-energizing the grassroots structures of the ANC. And the way you do it is not purely by talking about the Guptas, who should be talked about, but you should be talking about a vision of excellence that South Africa can achieve yeah. and that, that individuals can aspire to, that they can see themselves reflected in that. Um, and that, again, I mean, the opposition is doing no better job of this than the ANC. Uh, if you look at the DA, I mean, they, their vision of excellence is suburban excellence. They haven't offered a vision of excellence that extends beyond the nose. And actually, all they've offered is that we are not the ANC. Vinny. The EFF, I think, has accurately identified the deep injustices that still uh, exist in South African society. And, and to some extent, at least there's an honesty and a credibility in that vision. 
But but it's just a vision of resolution. It's not a vision of excellence. It's like if we all get the land, if the land is redistributed, then what? Um, why not translate that into a vision of creating the world's largest agricultural uh, hotspot uh, based on smallholder land ownership where individuals are given the necessary resources from the state in order to produce the best amount of agricultural output in the world. Vinny. That is a vision. That is something to aspire to. Instead, what we just have is, I want to just reallocate things without compensation and so on and so forth, but no, no post-distribution vision. Um, and, and, and so that's, that's my concern. So Vinny. while we can look for individuals i think we need a vision sorry to go on <laughs> yeah, that was that was a profound um, profound uh, statement uh, you seem very passionate about this you speak about um, a vision of excellence um, let's speak about a vision for black excellence do you think those two would be different issues um, or or is it is it just the same thing or should we should we be having a vision that goes a beyond separate category that that goes beyond just excellence and is is a vision for black excellence and what would it look like what would make it distinct from just mm-hmm. basic excellence that's a very good question and i think we should have a vision of black excellence and uh, for me what that vision would constitute of is obviously something to be determined organically um, but my own very minor thoughts on the issue are informed by, by I mean, yesterday we had the Sharpeville massacre commemoration. And if you, if you read Robert Sobukwe, uh, uh, Steve Biko, and so on, their, their conception of excellence was about, uh, you know, essentially abandoning uh, this notion that only Western standards of uh, excellence or merit are worth aspiring to. It was about, it was about developing a self-sufficient black ego that was premised on an ability to 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 develop our own uh, communities and 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 so on. So and and practically, what did this mean? Well, practically, what it meant was supporting local industry. I mean, Steve Biko spent a lot of his time trying to. I mean, he was killed before he could realize his vision fully. But we can see sort of uh, prototypes of his vision in in some of the you know the uh, backyard gardens he was trying to cultivate in order to re-energize uh, black economy and black industry. And, and let's not forget that before. The, the forced removal Eastern Cape was was an amazing um, economy filled with black professionals and black entrepreneurs and so on. And so, by black excellence or a vision of black excellence, what I don't mean is that you know it should purely be about economy or economic growth. What it means is that we look inward and we look a little bit more um, uh, explicitly. And, mm. and how we create uh, standards of excellence that aren't purely about, you know, if, if country X has so many McDonald's at every street corner, we also yeah, have so many yeah. McDonald's at every street corner. That's great. I'm not disparaging anyone who wants to open a McDonald's franchise, but it's to say, how do we translate creating uh, our own franchises of McDonald's into now saying, we want to create the next, uh, I don't know, the, the local version of, of I mean, local version of McDonald's that yeah. uh, built on local industry, built on local talent, that sort of thing. I'm sorry, I'm tethering too much. No, no, no. I think that that, that's very helpful, Vin. Vin. Um, We've got um, the spokesperson of uh, Sanko, South African uh, National Civics Organization, Mr. Jawut Matlangu, on the line as well. Um, Good morning, sir. Good morning, Vin. Good 
So good morning uh, and uh, good morning to your listeners. Uh, so Sanko had quite a lot to say, especially around the resignation of uh, Brian Molefe. And uh, one specific thing that they said, which was particularly interesting, is they said that this was this was a step back in terms of black excellence. I think uh, maybe starting with uh, just the, the, the question, sir, what exactly is uh, black excellence as you as you conceive it as a South African national civics organization? Well, black excellence is um, it's quite a, a broad subject. <clears throat> but what we are saying is if you are able to transcend beyond your local constraint into the theater of the universe or the world, in other words, breaking through the ceiling of constraint into the bigger theater, that's, that's what we call excellence, um, both in terms of excellence in general, but in terms of black excellence as well. But in this case, referring to black excellence, it would then refer to a particular society or community, as it were. Uh, so uh, maybe just elaborate for us. So the, one might say, yeah, but excellence is excellence. Everybody rises above the constraints of society and so on. They, they, they get to a certain level. And so um, when Brian Mulefe gets to the top, we, we refer to that as excellence rather than black excellence. What is the specific meaning behind uh, uh, labeling this as black excellence? Well, we, it is excellent. <clears throat> but um, when you... When you break through the ceiling that is meant to constrain you into a bigger theater, it is excellent. And when you break through a ceiling that is deliberately placed on a particular race group, and you are able to break through that ceiling into the theater of the world, we definitely have to um, celebrate your black excellence. Mm -hmm. We can celebrate um, um, disability. We can celebrate woman excellence. I mean, it's, I mean, just as an an example, not long ago, and this boy happens to be my son as well, um, who who has got no legs, is running on the uh, Mm. what you call this? The prosthetics, yes. Young boy, young boy, I mean, everybody could... I mean, you've got so many boys who've got legs who are very normal, mm. as we call it normality. This boy is without legs, and uh, he's, but he was able to break the record. I mean, that's what we call excellence, black excellence, because he was able to do it beyond what we could... Uh, the limitations of... Yeah. In the same way as we would, for instance, look at the, 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 the young boy, the white boy who eventually killed his girlfriend... Um, Mm. That boy Oscar was also Pistorius. running on the same what call yeah. Oscar Pistoria. I mean, yeah. that is that is that we sh- we should celebrate those excellences where a person breaks through uh, the barrier of uh, disability into the theater, even performing better than people that we call normal. I, mm. I think that's what we're talking about. Let's. Uh, so, how do we then? Uh, grapple with this issue of black excellence it seems as if we live in a society as you say where uh, the systems of of producing excellence seem to 
uh, be much better at producing or at least highlighting white excellence and probably also highlighting and producing male excellence um, than they are at producing female uh, excellence and, partic- and black excellence in particular. So it seems that this is a systemic issue in which um, we have a society in which that, that, that continues to highlight um, the excellence of whites and males above the excellence of females and, and black people. Which elements of the, the, the societal system are driving uh, this bias towards you know, producing one form of excellence over another? Difficult question. Very, very difficult question. I think uh, for me to attempt to answer that question would be simply trying to simplify a very complex matter. Mm. And um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's a, it's a very difficult one. But indeed, in life we have constraints and we, we have natural constraints, but we have constraints that would be established by humanity, by societies, and you, you name them. And indeed, mm. we, we're not only celebrating uh, male uh, excellence, but we also celebrate uh, female excellence. I mean, think about um, Serena Williams. Um, yes. And, and the, I mean, the two ladies, they have uh, outperformed themselves, outperformed the world, outperformed everybody. Actually, they are the superstars of the world. Mm. Um you talk about the golfer, you, who's this boy? I can't remember now his name. American boy. Uh, but indeed, Tiger he happens Woods. to be a male. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. Super excellent. We do have, um, uh, I mean, for instance, uh, Oprah Winfrey. <clears throat> she's, she's a black woman. Um, she as a TV uh, personality. She didn't just end up being a TV personality, but she has gone beyond... She is a she's 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 identifying, molding, allowing black young girls to emerge in the world and in our own backyard in South Africa. That is that's super excellent. I mean, mm. you can't imagine a girl coming from all the way from the US concerned about the leadership of black young girls okay, in the people. continent of Africa. And she's creating she is creating those girls. She's creating those girls. Just give them just give us a few years. Yeah. Those girls will play in the world theater, breaking through the barriers that are created both by our dogmas, our Africanness, our whatever else, including the constraints that were put upon us by our bad history. They will break through those barriers and make people that they were supposed to be is given an opportunity. I guess we have very many uh, examples of uh, great um, black excellence happening elsewhere in the world. Uh, and indeed, because males have been the people who were granted more opportunities, they have grabbed them. I mean, you talk of Patrizio Tsipe, his foundation, he's unlocking a lot of potential uh, amongst um, um, blacks who were denied an opportunity, and so does the wife of uh, Patrice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we we have those super examples that we are seeing in our society. And I guess um, indeed we still have constraints, and we have so many people who are still locked up beyond 
their feelings, uh, but they have a few that have been able to emerge beyond, be it in sport, yeah, be it yeah. in the academia, be it in business, Babam be Tungwa. it in the political space, yes. and so on and so on. Yes. I, I, I think that's, that's, that's really great because you're giving us examples of people who represent that excellence. Now, you are, you are obviously speaking on behalf of SANCO, the South African National Civics Organization. Can you give us just a, a bit of context around why this, this, this issue is an important issue um, for a civics organization? How does it impact on your, on, on, on your ability uh, to fulfill your mission, which, which is um, to, to build Sanko into a strong, independent and effective organization that is a mobilizing thing that is specifically driven by, is very driven around communities? Why is it important that we highlight black excellence within our communities? You probably come from a particular community. Um, why, why is the, this conversation an important conversation for those communities, for the children in the schools in those, con- in those communities? Sanko's um, um, <clears throat> geographic location, spatial location in society is, is amongst the poor, the undermined, the, the trampled upon, the neglected. Its location and its constituency is basically the poor African majority. And all other poor, we don't only represent the Africans, but we know that the Africans happen to be in majority. So Sanko stands for the rights, privileges um, of everyone in society who is at the bottom end. That's, that's the people that we represent. And not that we want people to be there, but we are there to support, give them an opportunity to transcend beyond the limitations that are there, put by society, put by systems. And whenever we, we find people that are able to, out of, out of the wrecks, out of um, um, the, the downtroddenness, emerge and break through their ceilings, it is for us a celebration. So, and that's how we locate issues. So, Jawa, we seem to be losing you here. Let's let's try and reconnect with you in just a second. Uh, Vinayak, you spoke about um, the this idea of excellence and South Africa. Um, I mean, is South Africa just a place of mediocrity? Have our have our standards been too low because of our past and our history? Uh, your thoughts? Um, I, I didn't hear any uh, of the Sanko interview, so, so apologies if I say anything that's been said already. But no, I, I totally reject the idea that South Africa is a country of mediocrity and so on. I do think there's a particular moment we're going through right now, which is uh, a bit of a struggle. But the history of South Africa is a history of, of uh, triumph over very, very difficult odds. But, I mean, the 94 moment itself was a moment of excellence for the African continent. The hosting of the 2010 World Cup was an amazing achievement, possibly one of the best World Cups ever hosted. Um, you look at uh, from all sorts of fields. I myself am a scientist. I, I mean, within the realm of science, the number of medical achievements that are that uh, medical research ach- achievements being um, driven by black scientists in South Africa are phenomenal. MTN uh, started by Putumantleko is like possibly the largest 
post-94 multinational created on the African continent and possibly among the top multinationals in the world. So so I totally reject the idea that South Africa is a country of mediocrity and South Africans themselves ought to reject any suggestion that theirs is a country of mediocrity. It is true that at the moment the the politics of the the country, uh, to some extent even the business response to it, and, and the kind of social fabric that glued the country together, it seems, from 1994 up to now, is framed. Um, and there needs to be a new breadth of, of, of life into the, into the society, into the country, into its institution, to try and rejuvenate these things. But, um, but to suggest that South Africa, its sort of, its default mode is mediocrity is just not fair. It's not true. Tell me, just before we let you go, Vinayak, in your mind, when you think of black excellence in a South African context, who comes to mind for you? Um, I've mentioned a few, Putuman Seko, for sure, uh, on the business side, um, among political leaders, uh, you know, people like uh, Advocate Tuli Madonsela, um, Judge Moseneke, uh, on, on sort of uh, social, uh, you know, societal issues and, and so on. Uh, Reverend Archbishop uh, Mahoba is an amazing, inspiring vision of excellence. Um, and then, you know, music, there are just too many to mention. Uh, you know, my, my, my sort of current favorite, although I disagree with his views on women, uh, <laughs> AKA is really great. Um, and, uh, you know, if we look at science, maths, etc., there's so many. In science, just last week, uh, a team of geneticists led by Professor Bongani Mayosi, uh, who's a medical professor at UCT, um, basically determined the genetic precondition that, uh, that leads people to having early heart attacks. So, so there, there, there's several. But I think, you know, we can identify individuals all day long, and I and I and I love that exercise of, of making sure people who aren't heard, who aren't seen, uh, are made more visible. But but I think animating all of that has to be a change in the narrative. Um, if we continue looking for individual paradigms of black excellence, we let go of the fact that uh, we, we we have an underlying ethos of striving through very difficult times that it often happens in pockets that aren't aren't known, like I said with the genetics example. Um, but but it is happening and, and we risk kind of allowing this narrative of mediocrity to be to overwhelm uh, the excellent examples that exist. And and to the extent that it makes people less willing to strive for better, that's a problem. Um, to the extent that it makes us feel okay, well, if the narrative is that we're mediocre, we need to dispel that and achieve more, then, then that's fine. Vinny? Let's, uh, so just before we let you go, uh, the, the examples that you provide of black excellence also seem to be of the older generation. And it seems the only space that we convincingly as, as a generation, um, occupy and, and can raise a number of names that we think are excellent is entertainment and theater where we are just entertainers. Um, do you think that we lack a black excellence in other sectors? Um, or is it just a matter of what you're saying? We are not, we are not highlighting those examples enough in society. We're not seeing those examples highlighted enough. And so we assume that that excellence isn't there. 
No, no. I, I, I tried to mention uh, my, my, my slant was trying to be very much about uh, non-entertainment and, and sort of TV theater type examples. Yes, but, but those were like older. Gener- that was older generations. I mean, I mean this younger generation, our generation. Do we, yeah, do we have examples? Sure. Professor Bungani Mayosi's team was made up entirely of women and was led by Mariam Fish, uh, who, who is a you know, colored woman from the Western Cape, grew up in Lansdowne. Uh, if we look at um, just recently a startup whose name I've momentarily forgotten, but they've created uh, lockers for medicines to allow uh, people who have chronic diseases to get their medication uh, regularly and in a you know, and, and are able to take their medication timelessly. That was led by an entirely black team, if I'm not mistaken. I think the leader of the the initiative was a black young man. Um, and and so, I mean, I do think there are examples, and I, it is somewhat a question of not highlighting. But it's also, I think, South Africans, you guys are very pessimistic about yourself. <laughs> um, you, you, you point know, a finger at you, us. You tend to you tend to assume the worst of yourself before you start looking at the excellent example. I I suspect the 2010 World Cup thing has receded far into your memory. That's like it's not even it doesn't feature on your radar anymore. We don't talk about it anymore. But it's We'd rather like talk about the legacy that didn't materialize. You see, that's that's the that's thing. Maybe we're just a pessimistic country. <laughs> well, there's value to pessimism as well as, as somebody who is mostly pessimistic about a lot of things. I, I see the value of pessimism, but, um, but but I I think we, you know there's a risky pessimism which is like the self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. where we say oh because things are so crap they're never going to improve and therefore. Uh, we don't even need to try. Yeah. I think that's a dangerous pessimism. I don't think, again, I, maybe I'm, I'm looking for examples to confirm my biases, but, but I, I don't see that kind of pessimism in South Africa. I think uh, a lot of media commentators and so on who are feeling bleak about the country do want to do something about it. Um, and, and again, uh, you, know, you, you, you don't need to travel too far to see how excellent that is um, that in South Africa you have a, a very vibrant society of chakrahak um, individuals who just don't <laughs> don't uh, accept um, the status quo. Any, any example of, of mediocrity as excellent, they they're constantly asking the questions you're asking. That mm. you know, you call that excellent, we don't call it excellent. Our our vision of excellence is something different. Slightly higher. And and I think that itself gives me hope that that. Um, you know, this vision is not is not uh, too far out of reach. Fantastic! Thank you very much, Vinny, for for joining us. Um, uh, I think that there, there, there is there is a broader conversation here about black excellence that I'd love to to continue to explore. But thanks so much for your inputs, Vinny. No, thank you for having me. Thanks. Uh, about my, about my are you still on the line? Yes, I am here, sir. So Sanko has has also been a, a breeding ground of black excellence, uh, at least in the in the struggle against apartheid. Um, Sanko was very involved in that in that fight, and what Sanko was very good at as well was was producing leaders from the grassroots within the communities. What sort of a system uh, did you have in place back then that 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 ensured that um, these leaders led and and were powerful at a grassroots level? Because these days. Uh, 
it's the likes of our generation that assume we're leaders just because we've got a thousand followers on Twitter. Uh, but there, there is a generation of leaders such as yourselves who started from the ground down, uh, connecting people from the ground and then rising up to a national level. How do you go about uh, producing this sort of excellence um, at, at a community level? Well, in the main is um, your community support. Uh, Franco's uh, programs are driven by society and uh, and uh, community and uh, inspiring. They get inspired by each other, encouraged by each other. As we know, the saying uh, that says, "My child is your child." That kind of support, where nobody is an island, where no one is actually on his own in life. When we see a potential, and it's still happening as I speak now, when people see a potential in someone and they say, you know what, we have a person in our society, can you please help him with the basari? He's coming from a disolate family. He will never see the day of light unless that person is assisted. Please help. And, I mean, you know, in the past um, few years, I can just tell you, in the past four years, in Pumalanga alone, because that's where I'm coming from, more than 450 young people have been recruited and introduced into engineer, engineering. I mean, more than 450, and they went through my hands, and that's why I'm able to speak for them. So wait a few years to come. You are going to see the images of black girls and boys in the engineering that would have been picked up from areas of far flung, like in Buzini, alongside the border of Switzerland, Mozambique, and so on. And these people are identified either by their teachers or their parents who are just saying, please help, please help. And we go around knocking at whatever door, and those people are put in the system. Some of them are already out, some of them are already in the industry. So that's how Sanko has created and continues to create leadership. And that's I think it's, it's, it's a tested uh, a me- mechanism that has really assisted to discover and support people that would, would have not been anywhere had they not been given that opportunity. Mr. Machlangu, Yonela uh, Diko of the ANC in the Western Cape said, Black excellence has been the ANC's potent weapon through which we've been able to soften even the hearts of the hardest critics. Do you agree with that statement? Entirely. Entirely, um, we were disappointed. I mean, when uh, you know, <clears throat> the, the, both the constitution of this country and the and um, I mean, both the constitution, the laws, and the Freedom Charter spoke about people's rights of movement to be where they want to. We we're disappointed when we were told uh, when Africans come into their own space in the Western Cape. They are told they are refugees. How can you be a refugee in your own country? Those are some of the constraints that continue to be erected above people's heads. Some of them are being displaced. I mean, they were displaced 50 years ago. They were displaced other years ago. They continue to be displaced today. But the resolve of our people remains very alive. And for us as Sanko, that gives us courage. Recently, we saw people's houses being burned. And I was talking to the president of the Western Cape, that it is time that they stand up, raise the issues with authority. There is just no way that you have people who flourishes with the resources of this country and the aborigines of the country continue to ban in shacks 
without government intervening to, to bring back their dignity. We're talking of uh, three years of the constitution of the country, 20 years of the adoption of the new constitution in 1996. But we have people in the Western Cape whose houses are burning yesterday. Just, just out of interest, what is 20, what 20, is 2019? What is Sanko's opinion? What is Sanko's opinion on on the the NEC, uh, the ANC NEC, and, and I suppose government's top leadership? We've expressed ourselves. We have several concerns. Uh, there's bad and good, and uh, we obviously don't get involved because they are an ally. We don't actually discuss the shortcomings in public. We raise it within the, the forums. We have raised several concerns about certain things that are happening, but we've always said, this being the year of our tambo, let's work towards unity. And we are the first to put our foot on the ground and say, let's not falter. If we have shortcomings, which we have, eh? we have hundreds and thousands of shortcomings at all levels, be it in Sanko, be it in the ANC, SACP, and the COSATU, and um, we will, we, I'm not going to pull each I mean, matter out, but we have a lot of mistakes that we're making. We have a lot of, lot of good things that, that we continue to do. What is your, is, is uh, in, in your view, is President Jacob Zuma uh, a symbol of black excellence? Well, I wouldn't want to... We've got problems. He's done some good jobs. He's done some things that are exceptionally beautiful. For instance, talk about AIDS. The country is performing the best in the world. The extent to which he's been able, through his leadership collective, to mobilize resources into dealing with this scourge of uh, HIV. That's beautiful. Indeed, there are things where we have faltered. Issues of crime has not been dealt with sufficiently. There were times when we uh, turned the corner with not. We are accused of corruption. And this is not what people are saying about ourselves, but us in the alliance are talking about corruption. We have not dealt sufficiently with, with corruption. Jacob Zuma, yes, Jacob Zuma is the leader of uh, the alliance collectively with ourselves. So if we say Jacob Zuma is failing, we are saying Jacob Zuma together with us have failed. We have failed our people where we have. Where is that well? We've done well in education. Indeed, there are very many gaps. But the fact that you have hundreds of thousands of university students, as we speak now, something that's never happened in the country, I mean, in the, in, historically in the country, we have so many billions of rands that have been spent in infrastructure. Indeed, collectively, take responsibility. It's been good. We have faltered in a few things. We've not dealt sufficiently with corruption. We've not dealt sufficiently with crime. Baba um, There are gaps here and there. Yeah. It, uh, so uh, you raise all, all of these things and they, they speak to specific instances of excellence, but um, one still raises the question about whether they, it, it, it reflects excellence uh, generically. Um, what, what do you think, you know, as, a, as an elder in our society in comparison to myself, um, you know, sometimes you see some of the things that are said, you know, you look at Minister Dlamini, for example, and her performance across the, the Sasa issue and, and even when she was in parliament and so on. And you look at such people and you say, but how does this person go back home and account to 
the children? How do, what do you say to your children when you arrive? Um, that can inspire them to any sort of greatness and excellence. Now, as in my elder in society, uh, I'm asking you, what, what, what is it when we see all of these things and we see our leaders, Stories of them being guptified and so on, and and you're saying, you know, we're speaking of Oar Tamba. That's a generation before yourselves. Um, but it's it's sad almost that we don't have a strong generation that we can put our, our, our hands on our hearts and say, you know what, that generation, this generation represents excellence. Now, what what are we, those that come after you, supposed to make of this? How do we strive for anything and who must we emulate uh, if, if, if we're going to be excellent as a generation? Well, I guess in life we should compete against ourselves. <clears throat> and uh, I... If, if you were talking to me as a person... As a, um, as a parent, think, as, oh as an individual, as a parent, uh, uh, you know, for example, if you say this is the year of O.R. Tambo, it's not about competing with ourselves. It's about looking at the qualities of a great man in history. And we're saying we want to emulate that in that man. But and push he, ourselves to, towards. Yes. And that was a generation before yourself. So I'm saying now let's, let's put that generation aside. Let's look at your generation. What is it that must inspire us as youngsters um, looking at your generation? Who must we emulate amongst you that can say, you know, this is the person that you must emulate as an example of black excellence and these are the qualities that you should, as a generation, uh, uh, put upon yourselves? Because I think that's how I feel as a young black person to say, hey, it's really difficult. If I say I want to pursue black excellence, who is guiding the way uh, in, in your generation? Well, I guess we have the world theater to look at. There are things that, like I've said, that the, the current generation has done exceptionally well. At the same time, we have things that we are unhappy about, we are embarrassed about, where we have altered. But remember, there is a saying which you cannot run away. When I do bad, nobody forgets. When I do good, no one remembers. Uh, there is a lot of good things that we ha- that are happening. I mean, if you you go through the country, look at the infrastructure that has been laid by the current generation, it's massive. It's massive. You, I was referring earlier on to how the country has dealt with the stage of HIV and AIDS. The world hails South Africa. Mm. The world. In South Africa. So we have a lot of good examples. I mean, you look at what has happened currently, things that we've never seen in the past, malls being built in townships. Mm. We, a lot of, I was speaking about students that have been involved in universities, students that are going across the globe. I mean, they go to Asia, they go to the Americas, they go to everywhere. Opportunities that have been created. There is a lot, but indeed, we remember the bad things. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. So one thing, let's forget about the bad things. There are things that we have failed to do. Mm. I'm a member of parliament, eh? Mm, mm, when, mm. when, but I mean, it does not honor the commitment of the court. I take the first blame because my role is on the side. Yes. I have failed to cause her to account. Yes. I have failed. I have failed to cause her to account. So the blame is me. Yes. Um, well, and I know that I would like, I would like, 
Yes, yes I'm sorry. We 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 are running out of time. Um, uh, okay. This is this oh. is this is a very animated conversation, and I think we need to have you back again because you need to account to us <laughs> as as young black people. So 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 unfortunately, unfortunately, let's 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 uh, wrap it up there because unfortunately we have run out of time. Our producer is pointing all sorts of fingers at us, so we have to account to her. But we want to thank you very much for, for availing yourself this morning. If there's a message that we as young people can put to yourselves uh, as a generation is that you need to pull up your socks uh, as a generation. You know, it's a yes, we can point, we can point at a few things, but, you know, we see you as our parents, and, and, and what we're seeing is sometimes very embarrassing, because we have to explain to others and say, you know, is this your father? Is this really your father? And you say, hey, Nami, I can't even explain. So just an encouragement. We, we, you have c- come a long way, but uh, there's still a long way to go, and we need yourselves to hold each other to account to make sure that you represent that black excellence that we speak about. Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome, and apologies for the mess. <laughs> no, uh, no. But you try for the best. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Livan, Asambem for it. But now, what does that leave us with? Uh, I don't know. I'm confused. Let's get out of here. I really, it's confusing. Black excellence, huh? Yeah, I don't think anyone knows what it means, and we need to start there. Can we just say that our friend Joey was on the fence for a lot of the time of that conversation? Yeah, the theater of... The sh- theater of the world. Yeah. But He's telling us about Tiger Woods. No, but we'll get there. That's be- because we don't have heroes here, but that's but what we, we need to speak about. we do have heroes here. Where are they? No, you're a hero. Uh, you're my get, hero. Let, let's get out of here. Palace is about to be... You represent He's about to hero, hero, hero smack both of us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> have a lovely day. Ciao, ciao. Look me in my eyes, see I've come to realize